the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I'm Danny Smith. And I'm Ben South. Thanks for joining us this week. It's always exciting to uh, be a part of your week. And uh, Ben, hard to believe we're staring down October. Hard to believe that uh, college football is a couple of weeks in the book. You know, it's one of those things where you turn around and the calendar year is just about gone. And I'm glad football started. I wish, like... The season could stop today because my team won a big game yeah. last week. And That's right. We didn't have to play another game. We could be done and go out with a two and zero season, and we beat Texas, and all is right with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great ball game. In fact, you know, I could do a whole podcast just talking sports. I guess every dude could, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that. It's just a fun time of the year, but it's also very busy. And you know what? There's also just so much going on. I was doing some uh, calendar work uh, for another job that I do as well and just trying to find certain events. And I pull up this mat or calendar rather, and there's events everywhere. And, you know, if we're not careful, boy, it can really uh, almost be overwhelming how much not only is going on inside the church, but even outside in the community and you know, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Sometimes when some of those opportunities that we talked about last week, uh, maybe there's other things hanging out there as well that can really uh, challenge us. That's right. Um, you know, when we look at doing an analysis of a ministry or a church or anything, there's those four things we've talked about. You know, we start out with talking about strengths and weaknesses and opportunities. Well, this week we're going to talk about the fourth one of those, which is threats. What are the threats to our ministry that could endanger that could cause problems, that could hinder. Um, so we just need to be real careful with those and, and realizing what our threats are for our given ministry context. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those threats are, are, are quite the variety. Uh, you know, we, we've we mentioned, uh, we've talked about a lot, at least either in passing or explicitly on this podcast, you know, different criticisms and stuff like that. But you know, Ben, when you think of threats, when we think about the last part of this acronym, maybe what what would be some threats? Uh, maybe think externally outside of the church. What what are we talking about? What what do leaders in the church need to be aware of? And just things that, we, you know, you learn over the years. What kind of threats do you do you see externally that a church needs to be aware of? Well, there are some that we have no control over. I mean, even the the weather can be a threat. I think about seminary where I went to New Orleans Seminary, and after I, when I was there, it was post Katrina, but there was still a lot of recovery that was going on. And when the seminary went through Katrina, they had to um, really just quickly change a lot of things, adjust their programming, move online for a lot of things that they weren't, you know, they weren't. Online education wasn't as far along as it is today. Let's say it that way. So they had to make some major changes. Uh, I'm still connected with the seminary some through alumni programs, and and even the last few weeks they've had to evacuate campus because of Ida. They had that was a threat to them. So depending on where you live, there may be some you know natural disaster type threats that could really affect your ministry. You need to be aware of and have a plan for them. Why you can't schedule you know a tornado or a wildfire or floods those kind of things 
those are still threats that can impact your ministry. What kind of plan do you have in place? Are you ready if a natural disaster should come? Is your church um, going to be able to be a response center or a place where uh, help can be sought after a disaster like that? What do you do if your church is a, is damaged in a disaster like that? Those are all threats to that ministry. Some of the other external threats I initially think of would be specifically with uh, employment things in the area wherever you live. If you live in a town that is more factories uh, driven and a lot of the people that you work with or that are in your ministry work in factories, you're going to need to be aware of what's going on there. If the factory shuts down and that, you know, 50% of the people in the town work in that factory and the factory is all of a sudden gone, it's going to impact not only the community, it's going to impact your church. So that's a threat that is a very real thing. We um, kind of have dealt with that at our church for for a while. Uh, we live in a more techie, college, middle class, uh, suburb type city. And this, there's a large tech sector here. Well, one of the companies, it seems like every six months they would go through a round of layoffs. And we had mm, yeah. a sizable number of people who were employees there. So there was always that threat that, uh, you know, a good chunk of your church population could lose their job any given year. So those are threats that are big deal. So if, you, you know, the factory is getting ready to close and, you know, half your congregation works in that factory, you probably don't want to go into a big building program right now because there's going to be that threat coming into your ministry. So there are all kinds of, that's a couple of the big external things that can affect your ministry. Yeah, it, it just has repercussions. Like you said, I mean, if you lose the use of your building, if all of a sudden uh, a portion of your uh, expected income uh, to your church is gone, those are things that it doesn't matter how well you calendar. It doesn't matter how well you program. It doesn't matter how strong your staff is. Those are things that can certainly derail uh, ministry and vision uh, pretty quickly. You know, last weekend, at least when we're recording this, was the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and I was able to listen to a sermon from a pastor in New York City. They, they played it uh, on his podcast. It was the Sunday after 9-11 that he preached it, and, you know, he was so good at incorporating into the life of his church, you know, this, this tragic event that no doubt affected uh, the people within his church. So it didn't necessarily stop his ministry, but it had an effect on it. And those threats can do that. Sometimes it's not a loss of building or a loss of income. Sometimes it is the emotional damage that comes along from something that happens, especially, you know, in small communities, you know, where, where maybe an accident or something like that takes place. It can, it can have an effect and it just reminds us to be very flexible uh, and to know that these threats, while uh, damaging in their own way, uh, that God somehow still uses it uh, for his glory, for his kingdom. And so, uh, you know, we just need to prepare for them, pray through them, and just know that God will uh, provide. I think that's three Ps. And so if you want to preach that, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, the, these threats are things that we need to assess, but we don't need to just kind of focus on them solely. We need to be aware of them. So when we are yeah. planning and processing and, and developing how we're going to do ministry, we just need to have an awareness of, okay, this is a potentiality out there. 
Um, and we need to have a contingency plan. Be aware of what's going on. It could be something even they close down a school near your church. We impact people who are living there. It, you know, So you need to be aware of your community. And there's also things like politics that are external oh, goodness, factors yeah. that can come in and really affect the church as well. Because you know, depending on what's going on in politics, I think we've been through a cycle in the last few years that has really in a lot of ways, even in churches, cause division. And so that can be a potential threat, maybe not to the people themselves, but to the unity of the church, to yeah. the, uh, just the relationships with one another. It can become strained or stressed. And, and you need to be aware that, hey, you know, it's a political season. Maybe we don't need to do this ministry on the first weekend of November because our church may be pretty divided depending on how they feel about it. And that can be a threat to the internal relationships in the church as well. Right. And, you know, I, I can't think of, of all the, the, the acronym, the SWOT. Yeah. Threats may be the, the one that, that ties all three of those together because when threats happen, you see people start to lead in their strengths. Mm -hmm. But you also see if you have weaknesses, they can rise to the top there. But in every threat, there's also opportunity uh, to to make much of Jesus in those things. And yeah, sometimes it's just a common sense thing, like probably not the time to joke about politics if, uh, you know, the local school board election is happening or, you know, on a grander scale that you've talked about. Well, what about for the chair two leader as a person? Not necessarily, again, the criticism part that they're going to receive because every leader is going to get criticized, not the external things, but you know, Ben, what are some of those internal or inward threats that a leader needs to be aware of? Yeah, I mean, you spoke it right. If you're in leadership, there's always the possibility that somebody's going to, you know, attack you, be against you, you know, kind of challenge you. That's always a possibility. You work to eliminate that. But there are some threats internally as well that we need to guard against. A lot of this has to do with our own spiritual life. Um, what are the things that are threats to us walking close to the Lord? What are the things that come in and challenge our lives? As, you know, um, time in the Word. What is a common threat for that? I know in my life, one of the things that during this season that tends to challenge me the most is well, my kids are in their ball schedule. My my kids play. Oh goodness, yeah. My daughter plays volleyball, and her practices. We have to leave our house at six forty in the morning to get out to the gym so she can be ready to go at seven o'clock and practice well by the time i get up and get ready and do a few things around the house get out there it, it kind of just starts disrupting my morning schedule so i have to adjust those days that that is a potential threat even to my ability to spend time in the word so that's a threat like that uh, there are other threats out there that deal with um, our thought life our behaviors what are the uh, conditions that are there when we're most prone to struggle or be tempted by sin. Um, there are those things that are threats to us. They're, they're out there. They're temptations. And there are those threats that they can always rise up if we're not careful. So we need to be aware of those things. I remember talking to a guy once who was dealing with alcohol. And I said, listen, you're just going to have to have a plan because you know you can't be around alcohol. And so if it means you have to take a different plan to get it around the sh to drive home instead of driving by this place that has liquor that you always went, you need to do that. So you need to have a plan because that's a threat to your, your life and, and to your addiction. Um, so you make plans to, to avoid those threats. 
we need to do introspection to our lives. What are the moments that I'm most susceptible to those sins? Or when are the times that I'm prone to have this attitude that I shouldn't have or to do the things that I know I shouldn't do? And we need to have a proactive plan of guarding against those threats to our own personal spiritual life. I agree with you, Ben. I think that awareness is absolutely important. And I think that's probably the common denominator between both the external and that inward. And one of the uh, one of the issues we run into is that you just talked about your own personal schedule, right? So you're getting up right. early, you're, you're taking kids places, I'm doing the same thing. You might be in a situation without kids or an empty nest, but you know, you still find yourself in a pretty, uh, you know, demanding schedule. Ministry is very demanding. And, and we know that that mentally and emotionally, we can only give so much. And we have to be careful uh, that we don't give so much that we're not replenishing through, uh, uh, you know, not just uh, accountability, but accountability and, you know, letting friendship uh, with other pastors, other leaders, um, you know, downtime, all those things to recharge, because it is when those batteries get low, so to speak, that's when you tend to start neglecting things, indulging in things. And so it, it is uh, an awareness that, hey, you know what, I, I need to recharge a little bit because mentally, emotionally, I'm kind of I'm kind of spent for the week. I mean, no, most pastors know how it feels on a, a Sunday night and a Monday morning, right? You know what it's like to get to whatever Friday you have in your work week. And well, you're just done. You just need some time. And we've got to be aware of that. Hey, if that's the timing, then what can I do to help alleviate that uh, temptation or to avoid that temptation, I should say, altogether? So there's also the aspect of a threat when it comes personally of, of things like financial issues. Are you ready if there's a, a something happens? Is there a medical bill comes up? Is there margin in your finances that allows you to be prepared if a threat arises? Is it, uh, you know, the potential of a, a car accident or a, your house needing new floors or, you know, having a water leak or something? And, and all those things that can happen that can cause financial danger. Where, where are the times that you're most susceptible to give in and spend in places you shouldn't? Those are threats to you being mm-hmm. effective as a leader. And, and, and then it will even flow over into your ministry as well. Yeah, I think seeing our financial life, our personal life, certainly the ministry life, all those things that we try to hold in balance or at least try to figure out how to handle well, uh, you know, it's just a matter of we're people that tend to know, right? We've taught the Dave Ramsey class in our church, but we don't necessarily live it out. You know, we've taught the, you know, finding balance in relationships. We haven't figured it out. You know, just knowing, listen, I need people to step in and help me. I need people I can talk with. I need other friends in this thing so that that I don't burn out or I can when I do get to that point, I can have someone to turn to just asking for help. I think in the awareness of threats, hey, listen, somebody's been through that tornado tearing a church down before. Somebody's been through the layoffs. Somebody's been through uh, the secret sins. Somebody's been through the financial struggle. Ask for help. Ask someone to to mentor and guide you. I, I think I think we have this wrong assumption that that the coaching part of life and, and all that is just for secular businesses. It's not, it it, is for us is we need somebody to walk us through these things so that we can stay faithful to the calling that God's put in our lives. There are some truths in there that we really need just to remember it. Cause a lot of times we will focus on strengths. Oh, I know what my strengths are. Oh, I'm weak here. Oh, here's a great opportunity for ministry, but I don't know how many times we really come back and say, what are the potential threats out there? What are the things that pose danger to Mm -hmm. my life 
to my ministry, to our relationship, to my marriage, to friendships, to my relationship with my kids, and even to our church and ministry on a larger scale. Well, I tell you what, one of the, the, the ways that I, I've been blessed in my life is through uh, our sponsor, Central Baptist College. And, you know, they gave uh, access to some friendships like this one here uh, that has served me well over the years. So Central Baptist College, they know you need a college degree, but they also know you may not have the time. So their Pace College degree program at CBC has a proven in-class online or even a hybrid course format, multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. CBC understands you can't quit your full-time job. That's why they've developed this flexible format and has helped adults for 20 years earn a degree while working full-time. So visit cbc.edu slash online. You can apply for an admission, require, or excuse me, uh, request a virtual meeting. I guess you could require it. And then a personal enrollment counselor will help you enroll your cl in classes. So Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, is the, a great place to begin that journey in ministry and finding friendships that can last a lifetime. And one of the greatest threats to not continuing your education is not going and applying. And That's exactly right. Online. So go see them at cbc.edu slash online. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Chair 2 Leaders. We hope to catch you next time. We hope you have a great week. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.